I thought the king had more affected the Duke of Albany than Cornwall. It did always seem so to us, but now, in the division of the kingdom, it appears not which of the dukes he values most. Is not this your son, my lord? His breeding, sir, hath been at my charge. I have so often blushed to acknowledge him that now I am brazed to it. I cannot conceive you. Oh, sir, this young fellow's mother could, whereupon she grew round-wombed and had indeed, sir, a son for her cradle, ere she had a husband for her bed. Do you smell a fault? I cannot wish the fault undone, the issue of it being so proper. But I have a son, sir, by order of law, some year elder than this, who yet is no dearer in my account. Though this knave came something saucily into the world before he was sent for, yet was his mother fair. There was <laughs> good sport at his making. And the horson must be acknowledged. Do you know this noble gentleman, Edmund? No, my lord. My lord of Kent. Remember him hereafter as my honorable friend. My services to your lordship. I must love you and sue to know you better. Sir, I shall study deserving. He hath been gone nine years, and away he shall again. Oh, Ah, the king is coming. <laughs> Attend the lords of France and Burgundy, Gloucester. I shall, my liege. Meantime, we shall express our darker purpose. <laughs> uh, give me the map there. No, we have divided in three our kingdom. It is our fast intent to shake all cares and business from our age, conferring them on younger strengths, while we, unburdened, crawl toward death. A <laughs> <laughs> son of Cornwall, and you are no less loving son of Albany. We have this hour a constant will to publish our daughter's separate dowers that future strife may be prevented now. The two great princes, France and Burgundy, great rivals in our youngest <clears throat> daughter's love, long in our court have made their amorous sojourn, <laughs> and here are to be answered. <laughs> Tell me, my daughters, since now we will divest us of all rule, which of you, shall we say, doth love us most? <laughs> that we our largest bounty may extend, where nature doth with merit challenge. Uh, Goneril, our eldest-born, speak first. Sir, I love you more than word can wield the matter. Dearer than eyesight, space, or liberty, beyond what can be valued, rich or rare, no less than life, as much as child e'er loved, or father found, a love that makes breath poor and speech, unable, beyond all manner of so much, I love you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what shall Cordelia do? Love and be silent. Of all these bounds, even from this line to this, <laughs> with shady forests and with plenteous rivers, we make thee lady. To thine and Albany's issue, be this perpetual. Huh? What says our second daughter, our dearest Regan? 
wife of Cornwall. Sir, I am made of that self-metal as my sister, and prize me at her word. Ah. In my true heart, I find she names my very deed of love. Only she comes too short. (laughs) (laughs) That I profess myself an enemy to all other joys, and find I am alone felicitate in your dear highness love. (laughs) Then poor Cordelia. And yet not so, since I'm sure my love's more ponderous than my tongue. To thee and thine hereditary ever remain this ample third of our fair kingdom. (laughs) No less in space, validity, and pleasure than that conferred on Goneril. But now, our joy. (laughs) Oh,